This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So the question of the ages here, if there is the intent of the U.S. government and other governments to keep UFO information a secret and maybe to deal with people who speak out of turn, is there a men in black kind of group? They don't have to be men. They don't have to wear black. But are there people going around who talk to witnesses and say, don't talk about it? Are they real or are they individuals who just want to play a prank on somebody? It could be both. Um, I, I tend to think, and, and, and as you said at the beginning, I'm, I'm a skeptic. I'm a well-meaning skeptic. I think there are absolutely government agents that will go around and speak to people, for instance, with the Kennedy assassination. If there are people that are overstepping their bounds as far as investigations and accusations go. There's going to be some interaction with people coming and saying, uh, you know, you might want to back off. That's not your business. That's not your job. Sure, I believe that. But I believe, how do I say this? It would be much easier if there was a government program trying to cover these things up to discredit people and make them look like fools than to try to threaten them into shutting up. And there's accusations of that, too. It's almost like if you play the men in black card and go there and say, you know, talking about this is not the safest thing to do, not only does it tend to lend credibility to such a program existing, it fuels the fire. And I don't think the government would be that stupid. I think they would much better be served discrediting people, making them look foolish making them look like kooks which we see happen all the time how many people are looked at as just absolute kooks for the things they say and believe especially when it comes to topics like this that would be the smarter move i would think it could also be disinformation you know send this out people will be thought of as being crazy and paranoid and therefore anything they say will be suspect and people inside the field destroy their own credibility, like you said earlier, by pulling off pranks and hoaxes. So, you know, who knows what's going on? It's one of the great mysteries. We'll never know. You know why? Because we're not as powerful. as If it is a government agency, they got a lot more money and power behind them than we do. So, It just always makes me think, though, that... If you have an agency that is doing this, you know, an actual human physical agency that's doing this, then to me, it would lend credibility to whatever it is that they're telling people to shut up about. If there's nothing to it, then you don't say anything. So, I mean, I think I think that the best policy is to do nothing and just let, you know, really just let people wallow around in, in, in the mud uh, uh, and and don't acknowledge anything. But that doesn't seem to happen. There does seem to be some kind of, you know, something going on to, I hate to use the word, you know, uh, once again, you know, the, the, the silencers, but 
There is, and why are they doing that? Because that just confirms what's going on has a reality to it. My other problem as a skeptic is if there were these silencers, men in black that were silencers, eventually one of them would retire and spill the beans. Whether or not he'd get killed the next day or not, who knows, but... No one would keep that big a secret for that long without someone saying anything. And if they've been around since at least the 50s, it's not the same original crew doing it. There have been people who've had that job and retired and moved on. It could have said something by now because there's always someone. Everybody who worked on any nuclear program, no matter how confidential it was, someone spilled the beans on it when they retired, when they were close to death. That's never happened with this. I have read some accounts of people claiming to have been part of, you know, a silence group. But, yeah, I mean, there's no, they offer no real proof. You know, it's like, it's like the UFO whistleblowers, you know, I mean, there's no real proof. Yeah, no credibility to what they're saying. No, absolutely. Well, you know, and it's the same thing with these stories that um, and and you know i've i've written some of them myself about the um the mysterious deaths of certain ufo investigators and i just to me once again i just always thought that if there was a known ufo information that the government has they're not going to be going around killing <laughs> civilian investigators because, once again, that just proves that there's something to to the phenomenon, and it's best just to you know, like you like you know, like you said, Brian, it's just best just to make them look like you know uh, uh, nuts uh, rather than uh, doing serious physical damage to them. Yeah, I mean, it's. You would be feeding, fueling your own fire if you were that group, if you started Mm -hmm. going after the people like that. Right. Um, You would be giving credibility to it, and that's the last thing they would want. So, uh, now, that's if it's a government agency. Dun-dun-dun. What if it is aliens? (laughs) (laughs) I love that sigh right there. That sounds very alien to me. (laughs) But once again, though, all right, if there was or is an extraterrestrial group on this planet and they want to keep things quiet about them being here, why are they flying around in ships with bright lights on them, beaming bright lights onto the ground, uh, uh, traveling back and forth uh, uh, in the most obvious way possible. And then, seriously, when somebody sees them, then they go through all the trouble to go and try and shut them up. Because they don't know how things work on Earth. Come on, Tim. <laughs> I, I, I always mention that you do, when you see the examples of men in black in pop culture, I'm not, I'm not talking the Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, which I'm not going to bash. I actually love those movies and the comic books they're based on. They were wonderful. Um, but my favorite representation of men in black ever in a movie was from John Sayles 
phenomenally underrated movie, uh, Brother from Another Planet, and the two men in black that are trying to find this alien that's in New York. And Sales himself plays one of them. They play it so perfect as to what you would think the men in black that Bender wrote about. If, if Folks, if you haven't seen this movie, look it up. It's probably available to stream somewhere for free, Brother from Another Planet. The representations of the men in black in that film are phenomenal. Oh, yeah, and when that movie came out, the uh, the whole men in black phenomena was still very fringe and really known only to a few people <laughs> within the UFO community. So Sales obviously had done his homework or was already interested in it uh, when he was writing the screenplay. Because I think, didn't he write the screenplay as well for that movie? He, he did, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and, and, you know, this is a great filmmaker. Um, he, I'm not saying he lent a credibility to it because it's obviously a piece of fiction. But, uh, Gene, have you ever seen that movie? Probably thousands of years ago. Yes, I did see it. I was of mixed minds about it, as I recall. Yeah, I thought I it was mean, very well done, but I don't know whether I thought being amongst the best sci-fi films. No, and it, it, the film itself isn't for everybody. The pacing of it is not for everybody. It's very slow and deliberate, which I love about it. It's a, it's a kind of film that I like. But for people who are interested in the Men in Black topic... Whether or not they like the movie as a whole, I think they'll get a kick out of the portrayal of the men in black in that movie. We're going to talk more about MIB <laughs> with Gene, Tim, Brian, you're in the Pericast. <laughs> Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. 
Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this... Make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. All right, let me take you back through time. 1969, I lease a red, fire red Pontiac Tempest. I put everything on it. Just check this box, check this box. You know how car dealers do it. They take, at that point, a car that maybe cost $3,000. Today it would be like 33000 And then they make it a $4,000 car because of all the junk. They stick on it. Nowadays, you have kind of fixed packages. But then, anyway, the car looked beautiful. We said, okay, let's put the license plate 3MIB on it. (laughs) Let's challenge the gods, as we said. Let me tell you, folks, this was the worst car I ever owned. I owned a couple of expensive cars back in the 80s when I had real money, and they weren't so well built. This was the worst. Within 1,000 miles, the transmission drained fluid and had to be rebuilt. 1,000 miles. It was a rattle trap. I was always back at the dealer for this, that, and the other thing, and we legally terminated the lease because they could never get the car to work properly. 3MIB. What can I say? 
you're messing with the the MIB gods there. I, I'm, you know, it's like that's like messing with the baseball gods. You don't do that. I might be an atheist, except when it comes to the baseball gods. You don't mess with them. Apparently, you don't mess with the MIB gods. The thing that's interesting, though, is where it took the writers who invented it. So both Gray Barker and John Keel wrote books and articles about Men in Black. Barker being the first. Then later on, of course, we had John Keel. Made a big deal with it, okay? Now, the legend was turned into a graphic comic book. What, the 1980s, I believe, right, Brian? Yep. Okay. Yep, correct. The movie producers bought the rights to those comic books and turned it into a multi-billion dollar franchise consisting of four films. And the fourth film, one of the agents is the guy who plays Thor, Chris Hemsworth. So Mm -hmm. Thor becomes an MIB, all right? And he has a great feel for acting comedy. You know, it's not just a muscle-bound guy. Anyway, billions of dollars. Everybody's enriched. But not Ray Barker, who basically was almost the creator of the legend. Not John Keel, who made the legend persist in some very serious books. I will not doubt that John Keel was reporting things accurately. They did not benefit from it at all. Keel benefited in a big way from one book he wrote, he sold to Hollywood, Mothman Prophecies. That one he made some money on. The others, I don't know so much. Barker always had financial difficulties. But we have these two people helping to originate a multi-billion dollar movie franchise, and they got practically nothing. Then again, if you want to look at that way, the way Hollywood does its accounting, look at Close Encounters of the Third Kind and the fact that Dr. J. Allen Hynek makes this cameo in it. Now, when they were making the film, they never contacted Hynek. He heard about it and contacted them. Okay? He contacted them about this. So at that point, they gave him $2,000 for the books he wrote about Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where he sets up that particular theory. $2,000. They gave him $500 a day for three days working on set as an advisor, and they gave him that cameo. Dr. Hynek made $3,500 back in the late 70s from a film that grossed hundreds of millions of dollars. On the other hand, supposedly, according to the book, The Close Encounters Man, about Hynek, Steven Spielberg, the director of the film, did donate to the Center for UFO Studies. The amount is never mentioned. There you go. Hollywood accounting. Well, I'm glad you brought that up Uh, for both cases. Um, Hynek was robbed. The whole concept of close encounters of the first, second, third, fourth kind were his. That was his theory. It was his wording. It was his. He should have benefited from even using that title should have enriched him. Now, Men in Black, that's a different story. First off, it was never copyrighted, the term Men in Black. They never licensed it or or said, we own that term. Because Men in Black is a a term that was around before 
we thought of them as these shadow people. They would talk about the man in the black suit, the man in the black hat. So it's kind of tough to say that Barker or, or Keel should have received more for it. I think they should have received more recognition. I think what their publishers or maybe if they had agents should have done was tried to piggyback off the success of that and like bring them back, back to the forefront and say, this is what these people are based on. That didn't happen. Um, it's also, you pointed out based on a comic book for billion dollar franchise before the quote unquote comic book movie boom, everyone forgets men in black kind of started that revolution again. So Heineck robbed without question. Barker, Keel, especially Keel, as much as I love John Keel, I, I hate to say I kind of, I don't blame Hollywood so much for that one. I, well, I do Bar- love the fact that in the beginning of the Mothman Prophecies, the book, Keel recounts the story of the man in black going door to door in that town and scaring the poop out of people. I remember this as radio, I censored. Um, and then the, that, that introduction ends with him admitting, yeah, that was me in the black suit that was scaring people. So don't always fall for your, your paranoid imagination. It was just me in a black suit talking to people. Well, we have another story here. You might remember it because your friend, the late Tim Beckley was involved Tim, And that was around the apartment house in which the late John J. Robinson lived. There is a photograph there published of this stranger hanging around the place that was maybe humorously dubbed the man in black. Do you remember that? Oh, of course I remember that. <laughs> it was it was uh, Jim Mosley and, uh, and and Beckley who uh, got the picture. Uh, they were on their way to visit uh, Robinson, who had been complaining that uh, his apartment there in Jersey City uh, was uh, being surveilled by not only men in black, but uh, doppelgangers of people like Keel and Gray Barker. Now, and- I want to get into this because it sounds interesting. John J. Robinson, or Jack Robinson, was a serious guy. He actually worked at a bank during the day. At night, he pursued the paranormal. He's not famous in the UFO field, but a certain circle of people knows him. He was part of Jim Mosley's crew, therefore he could perpetrate a prank or accept one. We'll get more into John J. Robinson in a moment with Brian Jean Tim. You're in the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. update. A big payday for writer E. Jean Carroll, a jury in Manhattan believing her claims filed against Donald Trump, and now he's been ordered to pay. John Schaefer with details. Former President Donald Trump must pay her more than $83 million. Last year, the jury found Trump accountable for allegations of sexually abusing Carroll in a department store dressing room during the 1990s. That was followed by defamatory statements against her. Now, in response to the jury's verdict, former President Trump taking to truth social and writing absolutely ridiculous explanation point i fully disagree with both verdicts and will be appealing this whole biden directed witch hunt our legal system is out of control and being used as a political weapon they have taken away all first amendment rights and then in capital letters he writes this is not america explanation point laura winters usa news Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to NutraMedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralized the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be great product a few days in and i could feel a difference for certain not checking medical stats yet i know this is really working by how i feel we'll continue to take this product to order call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com that's x-t-e-n-d-o-v-i-t-e dot com extend your life with Torme, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. At the other point, though, I knew Jack Robinson. I talked to him a million times, it seems, you know, endlessly. 
sometimes he got PO'd at me because I could be a bit of a prankster as a kid. But <laughs> in the end of the day, I never knew him to lie about anything. If he said something was true, he felt it was true. He was relaying it to me. When he was playing a bit of a prank, he admitted that too. So when he said these things happened, especially this men in black issue, he seemed pretty serious about it. Did you know Jack at all, Tim? No, no. Uh, I mean, I've read his work and familiar with him from the early days of his writings for uh, Saucer News and, you know, the stories that Tim Beckley would tell me. But no, I never knew him personally. Too bad. He was quite a guy, unfortunate. Maybe he wasn't alive when you first started working with Beckley. But this guy was, you know, rather on in years when I knew him. He was already in his 60s, I think, mm -hmm. and not too far from retirement for the bank. But there you go. I don't know about that photo, but looking at it, I can't say he's a man in black. Remember, this is New Jersey. This is what? Jersey City. Jersey City, oh, yeah. Jersey City. People there sometimes were engaged in, shall we say, less than legal pursuits. So this might be someone who was looking out for somebody, looking for somebody. There's nothing in this photo, as far as I'm concerned, to indicate he cared a whit about Jack Robinson. No, I've, the, the picture you're referring to, I've seen so many times, and I've always looked at it and laughed and said, kind of looked like me back in the day ducking into a doorway for a smoke. <laughs> but that picture is so famous and so well-known to this day that, folks, if you go watch any of these documentaries that people on YouTube make or any lectures people give about Men in Black or anything, they will reference Tim Beckley and that photo. And it always makes me smile when I hear Tim Beckley's name because Tim was a very special guy and I miss him terribly. But, uh, I mean, that photo is still talked about and still well-known, and people will point to that as evidence for an actual Man in Black but to me, it kind of looks like a dude trying to, you know, have a smoke in the doorway. <laughs> also, you see, if Jack said this guy visited me as part of a group of people, men in black, and said something unsavory to me, whatever, then you say, OK, here's confirmation that this guy is a guy who visited Jack Robinson or other people. But it's just somebody. They take a photograph of that somebody. They don't communicate with that somebody to say, who are you, sir? Just wanted to ask if you're looking for somebody. You know, some kind of informal conversation. Nothing. It's just a picture. Well, Beckley always told me that uh, him and Mosley were going to visit Robinson. They were circling the block outside of his apartment trying to find a place to park. And uh, and then right on the other side of his apartment was this guy standing in the doorway, looking almost like he was looking at the the uh, uh, the apartment. So they swung around again, and Mosley was driving, and so Beckley took the picture. And uh, their intention was is that after they got the picture, they were going to try to stop and you know maybe approach this guy. But by the time they came back around again, he was gone. Now, Tim always said that he has no idea. He he said that he suspects that maybe the building that this guy was, uh, the doorway that he was standing in front of may have been, you know, like a, a, a front for something. 
because the guy, you know, he looks kind of, you know, like the mafioso or something. And that's what, you know, Tim always said. He says he was a man in black, but he, you know, he, he could have been, you know, uh, just watching the doorway as there was, uh, you know, a game going on inside or something. <laughs> but don't you love the image in your head of the story of them jumping in the car and racing around and Tim dives in the back seat and grabs the camera and snatches the picture of it. It's like something out of a stereotypical 1930s movie where the newspaper cameraman's trying to catch the picture of someone. And I always get this mental image of, of Tim Beckley running and jumping into the window of the car back seat and taking a picture. And it makes me laugh. <laughs> I, I don't know, it's just me. <laughs> so you know well, there was... pretty well. Can you picture that? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but both him and and Mosley. <laughs> uh, well, there was—I don't know if there was—if it was the second picture or it was part of the, of the one. But there's also, you know, the stereotypical uh, black uh, uh, Cadillac or, or uh, limousine right along uh, uh, right alongside that same building. So I mean, that just uh, that just that just adds to it all. Right, but then the kind of people who are unsavory in that part of New Jersey drive black Cadillacs. Exactly. Exactly. Giuseppe the Pelican is watching the door. That's all it is. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't want to get into Soprano stuff here. But (laughs) this is where you take a legend and spread it. You know, I think going back to the original Bender episode, I'm not denying there are people who go around telling people not to talk about UFOs. I'm not denying that they may have government affiliation, although I suspect some could be pranksters. I'll go with that. Bender is a singular episode that the various details of which, especially the outcome and the contact, the connection, are unique to Albert K. Bender, as far as I know. The rest's everywhere. But let me ask Brian Young, what do you think? You're the skeptical guy here, although I can't say I would disagree with you on this. Do you think there are people that we consider men in black, for whatever reason, running around telling people, shut up about the UFO sightings? Uh, Possibly. Um... But but I think it doesn't necessarily have to be an organization or anything. I think people's families tell them to shut up about UFOs. You know, if people start thinking, you know, this guy's getting a little too weird, you better stop talking about this stuff. That happens all the time, too. And then I've actually read reports where they said, you know, these agencies infiltrated the heads of my family that told me to stop talking about it like they were threatening me. So I know they've been brainwashed by these people. So, well, no, it's just people saying you're acting like a, like a nutter butter. Don't do this. As far as an agency, it's possible. Um, I, I don't see why. Like we, we, the three of us have broken down. It'd be much easier and more effective to do it in other ways. Um. So, you know, I like to think there is just because it's such a fun thing. And as you said, the Bender thing is a one-off. It's unique. It's where the legend comes from. But it's not in one respect because most people forget the fact that he said they were aliens from this planet. They all run with this mysterious shadowy people in black suits that show up. 
I bet you 99% of the people out there wouldn't know that he actually said what planet they were from. It's like they, they, they conveniently leave that part off because it makes the myth better without it. It makes it more mysterious without it and unexplainable. And if you can't explain it, you can't deny it. It's kind of what gives it its power. A self-fulfilling prophecy. Correct. Well, then again, it gets back to the same thing. The logic of it doesn't make sense. So if the government wants people not to talk about something, how would you do it in a way that doesn't sound ridiculous? Or why would you do it? I mean, lots of people make crazy claims about flying saucers or UFOs or UAPs. Some of those claims may be related to the facts about the mystery. But if you draw attention to yourself by going to somebody's house or place of work or where somewhere in the park somewhere and say, don't talk about it, all you're doing is dragging attention to that episode. You're not hiding anything because as soon as it's reported, well, everybody's looking at it. Brian, Gene, Tim, more to look at. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. Opening a My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal record and interactive tools tailored for you. 
You can see if you are eligible to receive benefits, view spousal benefit estimates, and compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates when you want to start receiving benefits. Already receiving benefits? Use your account to change your address, set up or change direct deposit, get a proof of income letter, and more. In most states, you can also request a replacement Social Security card. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I said more to look at, maybe more to listen to, because we do radio here. We don't want to frighten people with my face. You know, I guess Brian and Tim can get away with something, but we don't want to frighten people. So we do radio, the theater of the mind, and therefore you don't need a smartphone, a tablet, or a computer to see what's going on. You just listen to it. Again, the theater of the mind. You use your own imagination. Ah, But don't you see the logic here, Brian? Why should there be a man in black as a genuine situation because all it does is has the potential of revealing what you want to hide or are you doing disinformation or are you doing investigation you know a lot of people are visited by men in black after they see something that could just be an investigation what did what did you see you know and if you start saying i saw the things you might not want to tell people that which is an honest thing to say. You know, people will think you're crazy. I have no problem with that. I'm sure there are a lot of experimental aircraft that are seen when they shouldn't be, and people start yapping about it. They're going to send someone from the Air Force to say, so what exactly did you see? Where, when, what time? How did you see this? And then you might want to not talk about that. I buy that wholeheartedly. But here's why I don't necessarily buy the Bender Barker version of Men in Black, even though I love it. Tim, you've been in this field forever. Tons of books, tons of investigations, worked with Beckley for all those years, been a public figure, a face and a voice for this phenomenon. How many times have they visited you and told you to shut up? <laughs> Brian, they told me not to say. 
<laughs> but, but that's that's yeah, my problem that, with it. Uh huh. Yeah. Never. Never. Of course, now that I say that, yeah, no, now I've cursed myself. <laughs> no, but that was always um, what's his, the guy's name in Nevada? And I I can't believe I'm gonna not know his name now. Um, does all the Skinwalker Ranch stuff? Oh, um, the, the you mean journalist. the uh, the journalist? Oh, um. <laughs> wow, I can't believe my the name's totally escaping me. But anyway, yeah, the from Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, he always says himself, he's never been visited. Right. You know, so, I mean, and he's about as high profile as you get in the field. He's never been visited. Yeah, so. George Knapp. George Knapp. George That's, Knapp. There you go. What are you thinking of? Yeah, if they come knocking tomorrow, Tim, I did not send them. It's not a prank. It's not a hoax. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's, but that's just, that's just it, though. Um People who have reported visitations usually aren't, and I'm not saying that uh, um, <laughs> uh, that myself or Gina or anybody else is really, you know, that uh, um, um, well known or outstanding within the community. But usually, the people who are visited um, really happen to have had just say like one little experience you know even just seeing like weird lights in the sky and that was it and then they end up having the most bizarre you know after effects uh but but yeah very rarely duh, is is somebody who is fairly well known you know like a jay allen heineck or or, or someone like that visited you know by 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 somebody telling him to shut up. It's, it's usually just, you know, some some poor schlub who has no real knowledge of uh, 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 the years behind the phenomena that uh, ends up being the, uh, the 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 brunt of their grief, so to speak. Or you'll see the stories about the guy. All I did was try to break into Area 51, and the next day <laughs> these guys showed up at my house asking me questions. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, if they're lucky, <laughs> you know, if yeah. they're tr- if they're trying to break into Area Fifty One, that's a good way to get a rifle shot to the head. You know, I, I I live I live in the in the Western New York area. I'm not too far from Niagara Falls Air Force Base. I'm pretty sure if I was to go walking around there in the middle of the night, I'd probably get a visit too. I mean, mm-hmm. you, there's some things you just can't do. And, you know, like I said, I've seen a couple weird things in the sky. Uh, Nothing that ever made me believe that I'd seen a UFO. And, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah, I live near an Air Force base. Of course I'm going to see things. And I I think a lot of people don't take things like that into account, that, you know, a lot of things they're seeing are perfectly natural and normal. So, well, not perfectly, because nothing's perfect, is it? <laughs> well, but still, then again, I mean, you know, you have you have these people who, like I said, have you know have no experience or or even knowledge of the phenomena, and yet will have these these visitations and are and are generally surprised to find out that they're not the only ones 
So, I mean, you know, to me, that is one of the more bizarre aspects of it. I mean, through this show, I mean, we've been talking about, you know, like uh, a, a group, you know, maybe a government agency that's uh, doing this or an extraterrestrial agency. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like a keel. There does seem to be a lot of these cases that are very high strangeness and and as well as being high strangeness there's also the high ridiculous factor to it very tricksterish you know if you want if you want to get you know get into uh, uh that aspect of it well i almost like what you were talking about earlier that People who are interested in doing UFO research and research and UFO groups, maybe they're the ones doing this. You know, we want the information for ourselves. We want to, you know, who knows? And that would definitely seem to, to fit into the pranksterish and goofy aspect of it. Because let's face it, people can be goofy when they're into mm-hmm. weird topics. Well, the other thing about it is that UFO groups mostly do not wish to cooperate with one another. They have their preferred cases. They don't want to give that to anybody else. This is their property. And that doesn't, of course, solve the UFO mystery. I ran into a situation more or less like that back in the 60s when I was just, you know, changing from teenager to adult around age 20 or so. And I had a small magazine, UFO Reporter, and I ran a story about Sicaro. This is 1965. And I summarized stuff from Fate Magazine, ran a couple of photos, one or two photos. And then I get a letter from Coral Lorenzen, the, one of the directors of APRO. And she says, okay, because you did this, you owe me for printing this $100. It's my property, this story or the other material. You owe me $100. And I said, no no way this is fair use. I have a right to summarize this. I didn't quote the entire article. I simply summarized it in a few graphs. And, okay, that ends it. That ends the episode. Ten years later, I don't know to the date, ten years later, 1975, I'm at a UFO conference in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And I met a lot of people there, even people I had disagreements with, like Richard Hall. We had a scuffle, sort of, at the NICAP headquarters where he was the office manager. Ten years later, we shake hands, and that's it. I see Carl Lorenzen and Jim Lorenzen, and I say hello. I identify myself. And the first thing Carl Lorenzen says is, you're that guy who ran that magazine and published that material. It stuck in her mind for a decade. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> what UFO, makes you what? UFO researchers and elephants never forget. <laughs> it makes you wonder, what? though, did she, who, who else she did that to? I'm sure well, you're not the see, only one. I kind of would go along with that because I can't think I was so unique that I would get attention like that. But I think so many people want to make her into an icon in the UFO field because they did a lot of good work. And their files recently went to, I think, David Marler as part of his historical library. 
tons and tons of file cabinets with case histories and everything. You want to look at someone who did all this work, and you don't want to think about the personality eccentricities. Let's just put it that way. We've got Gene, Brian, Tim, you're in. <laughs> the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part, has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay heating pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay heating pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Sunny Bay. 